0: Are you ready for something more, better, or different? Have you been looking for more success in your life? Here is your opportunity. Dr. Young's show, Transformation for Success, will help you discover a future for change with possibility thinking, new vision, and creative solutions to impact a more fulfilling lifestyle. Dr. Barbara is an accomplished leader and change guru who is passionate about helping others to gain the triumphs and successes that lie ahead. She brings you up close and personal with interviews from successful experts, corporate leaders, sports figures, entertainment personalities, coaches, thought leaders, and authors who dared to dream, take risks, and gain success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Welcome,
1: welcome, welcome. This is your host, Dr. Barbara Young, and my co-host today, Mr. Hammond-Boudin, I want to welcome all of my international, national, and local listeners. I am so excited because we have an amazing show for you today with an up-close and personal conversation with the amazing Dr. Richard K, famous growth and business expert. So I want you to stay tuned as all you right, want you. to hear his extraordinary journey in the field of healthcare to find his true passion in pursuing the entrepreneurial life. So I want you to call all of your business entrepreneurial friends and those who are looking for a future as a business person or entrepreneur because this is a must-listen-to show. We are broadcasting live, and you can listen to us on the Empowerment, Business, and Influencers channels. We're also syndicated on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And now on your home smart devices. How great is that? Since we are live, you can call in to ask questions of Dr. K. You can call the number 1-888-346-9141. I'm sure he'll be happy to, happy to answer any questions you may have. If you wish to Skype your questions, if you're international, you can Skype us at Dr.. Barbara Young, and we will respond. Now, to my guest today, Dr. Richard Kay. Hello, Dr. Richard. Hey, Barbara. I don't, you think it's safe
2: to say I'll answer any questions? You never know.
1: <laughs> well, you, you can answer them. I know that, Dr. Kay. <laughs> <I> want <just laughs> to just.
0: Knowing you, yes, eat. you
1: can. I am so delighted to feature you as my spotlight guest. You know, I've been trying to get you for months on this show, and you've had quite a journey. And so, Dr. Kay, i I'd like to share, have you share a bit of your transformational story with the listeners, because it's really very interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, it's
2: interesting to me. I don't know if it's interesting to anyone else, Barbara. yeah. Uh, I started out as an electronics engineer at Northeastern University in New York, in Boston. Uh, I didn't graduate from there. I transferred to Long Island University, got a degree in business management, and then enrolled in the Columbia Institute of Chiropractic. And uh, when I graduated with that degree, I drove out to San Diego, had a 30-year layover in San Diego, working with people helping them improve the quality of their lives. Not about headache and back pain and that kind of stuff. Nothing wrong with those kinds of practices. This was about helping people bridge the gap between where they are and where their soul absolutely Mm -hmm. demands that they be. Anyone interested, it's called Network Spinal. You can look it up on the internet and it is Mm -hmm. transformative. And then I discovered an organization named CEO Space. And you and I had talked once before, and I I was fairly famous in San Diego.
1: Yes, you were. uh,
2: Yeah, I mean, 630 News, morning television talk show for about a year, multiple stories with color pictures. And really, I was impressed with myself (laughs) in the San Diego Tribune and the Los Angeles Times. I participated in this organization, and over nine months, my practice doubled, Barbara. And uh, a couple of years, yeah, which blew my mind. Uh, A couple of years later, I shut my practice. I live in Taos, New Mexico now. I had already owned 80 acres here, so I moved out. Took a year off and decided, uh, can't do that. Too much to do. So I've been working with entrepreneurs for the past uh, 22 years, helping them accelerate the growth of their businesses. And that's the Reader's Digest version.
1: Well, you know, that's a great version because I was going to mention the fact that, uh, which you did bring up, uh, you had quite a life, Dr. K, and uh, with all the educational training and background you had and moving to San Diego, yes, San Diego, you became quite famous and on the news and on the radio and TV. So, and the reason why I point that out, because to leave this amazing career and make that transition to go work with CEO space and to talk about going from the medical field and uh, having a trajectory into working with people in business and entrepreneurs. One of the things that I really, really uh, wanted you to share, because, and thank you for sharing uh, your transformational journey briefly, if that was the Reader's Digest version you said, but you've been many things to many people, Dr. K. You've been a mentor, You've been a speaker on so many stages. Uh, You've been an author. And one of the things I really want to share and have you share with the listeners today, your highly acclaimed book, The Secrets of Creating Customers of Life. And I actually want to get into also the secrets of empowering negotiation. Because I feel if ever we needed something To move to 2021, I think we need the secrets of how we create customers for life. We also need the power of how to negotiate. I think that's empowering negotiation. So my first question is what prompted you to write this book and title it The Secrets of Creating Customers for Life?
2: Yeah, great question. I was at a conference and someone said to me, why don't you write a book? I said, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and this was an unfolding, and it took about a year. I, quite frankly, Barbara, I was not committed to it. And part of my now understanding of being an entrepreneur is you have to make a commitment to whatever it is. Uh, there are many different versions of, of saying such as fail fast because then you learn what to do properly. And in writing a book, there are myriad ways to get it down on paper. I was one of those people who sat down and and took my keyboard and wrote, and wrote, and wrote, and edited, and edited, and finally brought it to fruition. And I will tell you, it's not even available on Amazon. I have not done that. It's sitting here. I mean, I've sold a bunch of them when I go to workshops and programs and seminars. Part of the impetus with this is, particularly in today's culture, people are fickle. What keeps them alive as your client, as your customer? In the beginning of the book, by the way, I make a distinction. The title is The Secrets of Creating Customers for Life. If you look up the word customer and client uh, on Google, they basically have the same meaning.
1: Uh-huh. The
2: distinction I make is a customer, you go to the gas station, you pay your money, you get your gas and you're gone. There's no follow-up. You, you go into a restaurant all too often. You have a meal, you pay and you're out the door. A client is someone you want to do ongoing business with. Someone you want to retain. The, it, it costs a fortune Relatively speaking, of course, to secure a new client, it's so much easier to keep them coming back. That was the impetus of this book. So okay. it teaches people how to sustain and save money and
1: make more money. I think that's wonderful. Uh, and, I, and I do appreciate the distinction between customer and client. Um, and how that, now when you, when you wrote this book, Did you uh, point out strategies, and are you gonna share some of your secrets with the listeners today?
2: (laughs) I'm gonna keep them secret. It's a secret. (laughs) I wrote it for me, nobody else. The book is rich. (laughs) I love that question. The, The book is rich with strategies and concepts and things that people can implement in a heartbeat. I'm gonna give you an example. I live in a small town, Taos, New Mexico again. There are 5,000 people here. Uh, two of my friends are restaurateurs. Actually, one of them sold her business. After eating at her restaurant, she asked me if I'd be kind enough to go on Yelp and leave a review. I was, certainly I did, and so did my other friend. And that's great. So if people are looking up the restaurant, it, you got know, oh, a bunch of great reviews here. What if, I don't care what your business is, what if you ask people if they'd like to be on your mailing list? Now, the overarching concept here is called top-of-mind awareness. People in a heartbeat. barbara it's been said that a goldfish has a longer attention span than the human being. So, you know, we forget things. What if Kim had asked me to be on a mailing list? And I don't care if it's every week or every month, uh, she would send me something. And ladies and gentlemen, you do this in your business, or you may want to consider doing this. Again, create top of mind awareness, where she would send me uh, the week specials. She would send me, you know, what's different? What have they added? Uh, introduce a, a new weight person, a, a new chef, whatever it is that's different as an excuse to send an informational email to me. And what if she offered, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm using the restaurant as a business because that's what I wrote in the book here, and they're identical. I don't care what your business is. What if she offered me a free drink coupon or a free dessert if I bring a new client in? Where would I rather go if I can bring someone to a restaurant and introduce someone else or even as a referral and I get a gift. People will do more, barber for acknowledgement than they will for money. When you dig down, everybody wants to be acknowledged. Acknowledge mm-hmm. people. Give them a reason to come back to your business. So, you know, uh, I, I tell another story about uh, there are two hardware stores here. There are four grocery stores for 5,000 people. A hundred eateries in this town. And... I mean, I go to a different place almost every day and never go back to her place unless it's top of mind. So we're talking about retaining clients. I bought something at one of the hardware stores and it turns out it was not something that I needed. I attempted to return it. I said, attempted. They refused to take it back. I didn't have the receipt. It had the label identifying it, it's a standalone store, it's the only store, it's a family-owned store, it's not a chain, mm-hmm. they won't take it back. I mean, what, what kind of madness is that? Because I didn't have the receipt. I said, it's, it, it shows you right here. It's got the name of your, your Randall's hardware, it's right on it. So no, we won't take it back you don't have a receipt. That was the last time I was there. That was over five years ago. I now give the other store, which is unfortunately a chain store, national brand, but they get my business because this clerk and the the manager said, no, we're not going to take it back. What idiocy not to take something back when it's got your brand on it. You must treat your clients as they are gold. That's not true, like titanium and platinum, because they are. They're the people who keep you in business. Now, was I a your home contractor and a big client there? No. But you better believe I told other people about it. And I'm I know sure you did. Well, school You know, they, they, that's the way they
3: treat you. I don't want to go there. You got to treat your clients hey, like they hey, are. Hey, Dr. Kay, this is, uh, Hammond Boldine here. I just wanted to chime in. I had a question uh, what you, on the concept you just mentioned. Uh, could you tell us how difficult Uh, Has it been to share that message uh, to get entrepreneurs uh, a mind shift that they need today, you know concerning customers for life and preparation and also what has been the feedback that you've had?
2: The feedback's been awesome. Hammond, we are many of us, particularly entrepreneurs, are thirsty for information about growing our business. Why do we, by the way, that's a misstep. Nobody wants to grow business. You want to increase your bottom line. Many years ago, I knew a guy who had a, a food franchise. He was grossing over a million a year and taking home less than 50000 He didn't need more business. <laughs> he needed better skills in running the, the, the franchise. And not <laughs> he said, oh, I made more money, more money than I was working on an hourly job. We want the information, Hammond. The question is, what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do? Are we going to implement it or just say, well, that's nice. The information has been so well received. One of the distinguishing things about CEO space is we're not a seminar. We're a business building machine where you implement things during the program. So you go home and you
3: immediately
2: begin generating new revenue. Now, that's an oversimplification, of course. No, it's not... CEO space, like my, my negotiation and secrets of customers and clients, it's not as much transformational, uh, informational as it is transformational. So does that answer your
1: question?
3: Yes, it does. Appreciate that. Oh.
1: Okay, well, thank you. One of the things I'm going to uh, get back to, is we're going to take a quick break uh, in terms of entrepreneurs and increasing the bottom line, the creating a top of mind Awareness. I want to delve a little bit in depth with that, creating a a top-of-mind awareness. So, Richard, when we come back, let's just address that just a bit. And listeners, we're going to get back to you very shortly because we have a lot more that Dr. K is going to share with us today. Thank you for listening, and we will be right back.
3: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
4: Are you looking to watch some great video content with entertaining stories and exciting dialogue with some of the world's leading guests? Well, tune in. Transformation Success TV Network each week. This network is designed to give you high-definition quality programming on eight different channels for your enjoyment that will help you get excited and inspired, whether it's on the professional development, relationship inspiration health and financial wellness, sports and entertainment, and music to inspire. This state-of-the-art programming will motivate and educate you to be better. So whether you want to talk financial wellness or sports, all you have to do is tune in and go to drbarbaryoung.com and click on the green watch the videos button and get ready to be transformed. Again, go to Dr.BarbaraYoung.com and click on the green watch videos button and it will take you to the channel for your listening and viewing pleasure if you would like to host your own show please send your requests to info at transformation
0: us
3: on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment
0: This is Transformation for Success To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141 That's 1-888-346-9141 You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Well, thank you. I'm so excited. This is Dr. Young again with my co-host today, Mr. Boudin, and we are talking with the famous Dr. Richard Kay, who really is the famous growth and business expert. We're getting a lot of information out of him, and before we went on break, we talked about Creating customers for life uh, from his awesome book and best-selling—I'd like to say best-selling. Well, it's highly acclaimed. Let me put it that way: the secrets of creating yeah. customers for life. Dr. K, one of the things um, I mentioned before we went on break, you used a word, um, and I loved your illustration of using a, a restaurant uh, in your illustration of creating a client and how you do it. Uh, but you taught, used the term creating a top-of-mind awareness. Am I correct in repeating what you said? Absolutely. Create a top-of-mind.
2: Yeah, in the industry, you may see it as T-O-M-A, and it means top-of-mind awareness. I'll give you a couple of examples. Okay. You're familiar with Coca-Cola, yes? Yes. Okay, well, Coca-Cola is pervasive They spend, Barbara, approximately $4 billion a year on advertising. Mm -hmm. That's why you see it all over the place. Mercedes-Benz, on the other hand, spends about $100 million a year. You're talking about a difference in status, a difference in class. And I looked something up before we did this uh, program because I was curious. Google collected $160 billion in advertising money, $160 billion. People are spending a fortune to keep you aware of who and what they are. Now, I don't know about you. I don't have $4 billion to spend on advertising. No. So (laughs) uh, why is it important, though? Mm. There's another word that comes into play here, and that's called marketing. Uh, money spent on advertising buys print, buys media, buys, you know, presence. <coughs> Excuse me. Marketing gets your word out into the world. And let's go back to my friend's restaurant. Marketing, mm-hmm. what would it cost her to hire someone to do a newsletter every week, to, uh, to send me coupons, Hey, we have a, a, a new uh, dessert or a new main course. Come and get you know, $5 off, whatever it is. That's marketing. It costs a lot less. Mar- you know, you, you, you yeah. ask me, Hammond, how my messages is received generally in enlightening people, you know, giving them new knowledge, information, and awareness. People love it. They say, wow, great. That doesn't mean they do anything. And that's why accountability mm-hmm. partners are great because you make sure you get stuff done. So the message is out there. It's what people have to do to partake and change their lives. Uh, Zig Ziglar was one of my heroes. Uh, he almost became a chiropractor. We had a conversation many, many years ago, and they say yeah, he almost went to chiropractic school, but uh, this thing called World War II got in the way, so it never happened. And he talks about motivation, he says, motivation is like taking a shower, like bathing. He says, you've got to do it every day. Business building is business building, and it can be eternal when it's implemented and done properly. And when these models in the book are applied, it builds your bottom line. And then you do more things. You increment. Let me give you another example. Let's say that someone spends uh, $1,000 on Advertising, use the word advertising, you're spending money. Mm-hmm. And you must know in whatever business you're in, the lifetime cost of a client, lifetime cost. Um, smaller places, you, you still must know. As a chiropractor, I knew to the penny when I was practicing what a lifetime average cost of a practice member was. Mm-hmm. and. If I'm advertising, and I, let's say I know a lifetime client in a restaurant is $3,000. Now we know how to keep them coming back. And I spend $1,000, and I only get one new client. Is it worth the investment? Well, first say, no. What is it, 100 bucks for a meal? I spent $1,000. I lost 900 bucks. No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. As Ziggy used to say, that's stinking thinking. Lifetime average, three grand. So I made a 300% return on my money. Too many people look at short-term, they look at short-term gain, mm-hmm. instead of seeing the long-term lifetime, and that's where top-of-mind awareness comes in. So that, that it's a different perspective. You know, in, in, in other countries, they do a long-term. We, we do, what's the next quarter? What's the next quarterly return? And If we didn't make a profit this quarter, and we've got to do something different. No, you've got to evaluate what the long term revenue is. A different perspective. And again, that reverts to keeping clients for life.
1: I, I, I like that. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Continue. Um, well, that was good. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you and not interrupt your trend of thought was TOMA uh, something you invented or something uh, that acronym TOMA? Was that something Uh, you created?
2: I came across that many, many years ago. And it's just so apropos. Thank you for even thinking that I would have been that wise to create that. No, (laughs) it's been out there
1: forever. It's
2: uh, uh, been a long time.
1: But I think to uh, bring it forth today, as we are looking at future projections for 2021, building the economy, uh, this is timely for business entrepreneurs and those who are thinking about going into business to keep these things in mind. One of the taglines that I wrote myself, give them a reason to come back to me or give them a reason to come back to you. I like that. <clears throat> Why would it's, people want to come back? It's, it's, Go ahead. It's brilliant. I'm... Yeah, Okay,
2: I didn't realize it was a question. I was just acknowledging you for the brilliance of that. One of the reasons is you must over-promise and you must over-deliver. Today, especially during these crazy times, we don't know if it's going to last another week or another decade, you've got to keep people uh, wanting more of what you've got. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Many, many years ago in the... Uh, I remember being in college in Boston and there was a cartoon in the, uh, uh, some magazine and it said, missiles headed towards Washington, film at 11. <laughs> you know, it's, what, if you ever read novels, um, it, it, I'm so mesmerized by the brilliance of some authors in, in their novels, like James Patterson and Michael Connolly, mm-hmm. the, the lad's paragraph is, well, this is what she was expecting to happen, but that's not what happened. Oh, shoot, I wanted to go to sleep. Now i got to turn the next page and read the next chapter. You keep a little tension, a little excitement, always passion, and be enthusiastic. Barbara, how many times have you gone perhaps to a restaurant with a wait staff? I mean, you could tell. They wanted to go home right yep. now. And yep. Yeah. And uh, how do you feel about going back to that place? Were you enthusiastic about returning? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. As the, exactly. As distinct from wait staff who are greeting you and they're joyous and they want to ensure. I, I was a um, principal in a startup restaurant here in Taos. And part of my responsibility as the business guy was writing the policies and procedures manual. And actually, I write about this in the book. One of the things I wrote was the wait staff has 100% not responsibility but authority to make a guest right. Whether it's a dessert or a drink or a coupon, they had the total ability. They didn't have to come to us as the owners. To check if something was askew they made it right now there were three couples involved and two of us bailed because of whatever reason we stayed through soft opening and I found out that they never incorporated this manual they didn't incorporate a lot of things that would have made sense that they would fight in front of clients they would berate their wait staff well no surprise but that restaurant shut down after a few years Nobody wanted to go back. It was a horrible environment. In whatever business, ladies and gentlemen, that you have, you must create an environment that not only your clients love, but the people working with you love. So that they're joyous. They want to come in and serve whomever they're doing. Even if, geez.
1: Well, (laughs) boy. no, Boy, this is great. This is great information, uh, Richard. And I, I just wrote empowering staff, empowering wage staff, uh, which I'm not sure many business owners. But maybe this is something for restarts because there are a lot of restaurants that during this pandemic were closed. But maybe as a restart, this is something to be thinking about in terms of inputting what you just said, joy and a pleasure to be in this restaurant or in this organization, it's empowering staff to be happy so that yeah. happy staff make happy customers. <laughs> I, that's, a, I, that,
2: that's a good book title, Happy Staff Make Happy Customers. That's great, and it's so true. Barbara, you are so right on. And <laughs> the, the, when people, even I, my first career as an engineer, I, uh, I had two production, one production, whatever it was line working, and I didn't know it consciously back then, but I knew that my mission was to keep even the production line happy and the technicians happy because they produce better, fewer errors, fewer oversight necessary, less oversight necessary. So by doing the things that bring joy and love and light and people want to go to work instead of slugging it out. Now, how can you do that if you're dishwasher at McDonald's? Well, you create it so that the employees... Are fun to be around, you know, and I'm not picking on McDonald's, of course, because there are a lot of jobs, you know the lower end jobs that are supposed to be transitional uh, conjures up a story, and I may have some of the facts wrong because this isn't a long time I remember this. There's a guy swinging his pickaxe, laying rail for a train that's going uh, tracks going out west, and the train comes by. And out of the caboose, which is evident that it's the owner of the company, and he looks out, he says, hey, John, is that you? He says, yeah, Mr. whatever his name is, the owner of the railroad. He says, come on in, have lunch with me. And I'll make this really short. This could be a 20-minute story. We'll make it about, you know, (laughs) two minutes. And after lunch, he comes out, shakes hands, comes out, goes back, picks up his pick, and his buddy says, John. How do you know so-and-so, the owner of the railroad?" He says, well, truth is, Eric, that uh, we started working for this line the same day. He was out here swinging a pickaxe. What's the difference? How come he's president? He says, he went to work for the railroad. I went to work for a nickel an hour.
0: That's the difference. (laughs) How do you want to
2: show up in the world? So, uh, many people before I ever said this, do it 100%, even if you're a dishwasher. And my son did that. He was a dishwasher. He also became a, uh, 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 at the top, the five, we have one five-star hotel here. He was a housekeeper. And he came home and told me, Dad, this is so much fun. I get to get people clean sheets, clean rooms. I so much enjoy meeting them. And my first thought was, are you kidding me? And then it's been over and over again. No, he didn't wind up owning the hotel chain. But, you know, it's what yes, do you yes. bring
3: to life? We don't see life well, as You know, I want to, if I could chime in, uh, you brought up a good point, And I wanted to kind of echo uh, what you shared for earlier about the secret to creating a customer. And I've heard, um, and I've actually seen and read, that there's kind of a golden rule that they talk about treating people how you want to be treated, and go the extra mile for your customers. And with this pandemic, I know that some of the reasons that a lot of businesses may fail at creating client evangelists, if you will, is that they may not be treating their clients right. But in this pandemic, because some of the reasons could be a poor or lack of maybe proper greeting, fail to smile, things like that, but with us walking around now with things that mitigate the spread, which is mask wearing, it's, it's gonna be difficult for someone to see you smile other than maybe seeing your cheeks kind of move a little bit in a mask. So my question, uh, Dr. K is, you know, what advice could you say with everything that's going on with this pandemic? How do really are we gonna be able to tap and really creating a client or customer for life in the midst of some of these things that may be difficult to really express uh, that we normally would be able to do when you see a customer, a smile, uh, a very good please, or thank you very much, uh, you know. So how are we supposed to combat that with what we're dealing with in these times?
2: I love the question.
3: How many times before masking,
2: have you seen people whose smile never reached their eyes? It's like a perfunctory smile. I have to smile so I'm gonna smile. Your language, your tone, your body language, is, some of you listeners may remember a fellow named Leo Biscaglia. He had a book, the title of which is Love. Mm-hmm. Hammond, you remember him? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Barbara, you, you probably do also. And he says, I own a copyright on love. I actually went to a workshop with Leo in Hollywood one year, many, many decades ago. And he mm-hmm. tells a story about... I don't remember which university he was at in Southern California, walking across the campus one day and there's a professor coming the other way. And he says, hi. And the guy just ignores him and keeps going. The next day that professor's coming again. Leo says, hi. The guy says, do I know you? He says, yeah, we met yesterday. How how much does it take to be courteous To let someone in front of you in line. You know, you're in a grocery line and you got a shopping cart and she's got three items, let her go in front of you. You can acknowledge people. And go back to what I said earlier. People want to we all, you guys want to be acknowledged. I want to be acknowledged. Everybody wants that.
1: Acknowledge. So Richard, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to call for a little break, but I just want to Finalize this before we go, just a minute. That what you're saying is there are ways and means that you can, in spite of mask in spite of some of the constraints, using body language and using your eyes, because you're absolutely right. When you're smiling, your eyes can smile. So, listeners, we're going to be right back with Dr. Richard Kay. And I just love this interview today. And I hope you're getting a lot out of it. So, we're going to be back and we're going to sort of segue into secrets of empowering negotiation. So we're going to wow you with Dr. K when we come back. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment.
4: Have there been experiences in your life that you could only explain that there was a divine connection or intervention? Well, the new show, God's Hookups, with your host, Dr. Barbara Young, airing live on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. This show features each week up close and personal interviews with men and women from all walks of life who will share with you their stories and testimonies about unexplainable miracles, blessings, and encounters that can only be of a God's hookup. So look out every Friday for three powerful shows that will ignite your faith and stir up your hope at 1130, 1:30, and 230 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you would like to be a guest to share your amazing story of a God hookup, please contact Dr. Barbara Young at drb at for more information. And to watch on YouTube, just go to God's Hookups and click to subscribe. We're on Alexa Smart Speakers and Connected Devices.
1: Hey, Alexa, play. Being here podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Try it now.
3: Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's
0: your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Well, welcome back with my fascinating guest today, Dr. Richard Kay, and we've learned about TOMA, top of mind awareness, and so listeners, I want you to continue to stay listening because we've got a lot more to share. One of the things that I wanted to segue, well, just before we segue this, Mr. Boldine, do you have anything you want to add? No,
3: I think uh, he covered it. He really hit it (laughs) on. Sometimes the body language is all it takes.
1: Okay, great. And I think one of my taglines is going to be give them a reason to come back to you. When we look at his book, The Secrets of Creating Customers for Life, give them a reason to come back to you. Uh, make them aware of who you are. And number number two, I wanted to ask you, Dr. K, when you started uh, sharing around the nation about the secrets of empowering negotiation, wow, this is a topic we need to know now today. So can you share a few secrets in this last segment of empowering negotiation?
2: Absolutely. Great question. Negotiate so that everybody wins. I'm going to tie this back to CEO Space, which has been cited by Forbes and Inc. as the number one business conference. And one of the myriad reasons they say that is a culture of collaboration and cooperation. Mm -hmm. When you negotiate, to take everything, to win at no matter what cost, you're screwed before you begin. When you Mm -hmm. go in and and remember that there's so much more than price. Um, Many, many years ago, you get an idea how long ago. I was hiring a new office manager, and uh, I had an ad in the paper. Young lady called up. Her first question was, what do you pay? Which kind of blew me away. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you it was a long time ago, I said, um, paying $1,000, $1, she says, well, I'll ask for $2,000, we will settle on 1500 when can I come in? I said, excuse me? Oh, my I mean, goodness. That is, I, I, true story. I mean, I, I had off the phone. I said, I got to tell you this one to the woman who was leaving or who was still here. First of all, that's not a way to begin a negotiation. The price should be the last thing that's ever discussed. You negotiate, there's so many things, guys, that are on the table, price, delivery, color, terms, whatever it is. How would you want to be treated in a negotiation? Too many of us (laughs) have had the experience, and some people still do it today, but go to buy a car, and they are trained so well and how to get you to buy things that you don't need, you don't want, like the undercoating and all kinds of things. When you step back, honor the, the system, honor the outcome. We don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. When we see things that upset us, if it's not alive in you, you can't see it. It's transparent. Mm -hmm. So in the negotiation process, find out, do as much research as you can about the other person or the other team or the other company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Know what they really want and ask, what do you really want? Like if that lady had said to me, oh, you know, listen, uh, well, I'll give you another one. Uh, Different young, I practiced for 30 years. I had a few people in the office. One day she comes in, she says, I need a raise. I said, uh, okay. I said, what's going on? Well, my landlord raised my rent, and I need more money, so I need a raise. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. She was looking for a job a week later because that was her main motivation. She wasn't willing to do more work. If she uh-huh. had come in and said, you know, what can I do to earn uh, more money? We would have had a conversation. Um, and how you negotiate. Uh, My former wife's an attorney. I learned a lot about negotiation. I lived in San Diego. used to go down to Tijuana all the time, but negotiation's the norm. My then wife and I went down to Tijuana. We saw a wrought iron flower rack thing that we thought would look nice in our kitchen. Well, remember, the culture in Tijuana is you negotiate, or you argue, as they call it down there, and uh, I said, how much? I said, 20 bucks. Well, I said, I'll offer you 10. Well, back and forth, back and forth. We were 25 cents apart, 1575 versus 1550. Know, and he's in trans, and so am I. Arlene said, give him the quarter. Let's get out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. How often do we get so caught up in the exercise? We forget our, my, my goal was to get, flower of a We gave him a quarter and left all the way home. Did I really care for... I mean, I would have given him 20 bucks for it. Did I really care about a quarter? What's your outcome? What is your desired outcome? And I want to put something in here that is so vitally important. Ladies and gentlemen, eliminate the word dollars from your vocabulary. I'm going to say that again. Eliminate okay. the word dollars from your vocabulary. Uh, guys, when I say the word dollars, Barbara, what, what, what does that conjure up in you? What kind of feeling?
1: Well, we're not going to talk about money. We're going to talk about outcomes that you'll receive. And negotiation well, is an art. Uh, it it an really art. truly is an art. And it, it should be learned uh, and explored before one begins to even start negotiation. Because just as you've said, what do you really, really want What do you really, really want? And what do you want to be the outcome? And you should honor, I'm saying your words, the outcome. So you're saying we're not going to talk about dollar amount. We're going to talk about the value of what you're going to receive.
2: Right. And when uh, let's use a house as a metaphor here. If you advertise a house and someone says, how much is it? And you say, "Uh, $600,000. The word dollars has a huge emotional tag to it. Uh-huh. So, better off if you say it's 600000 And I don't care what you're selling. Even if it's a garage sale and you're selling, you know, an old set of dishes for $100. Not 100 bucks, It's 100 That's interesting. Emotion, wait, wait till you hear the rest of this. There is a, wait a minute. He just said don't use the word dollars. There is a time to use the word dollars. Easy to remember when. Dollars are in the discount. This house is on the market for 600,000 says the realtor or the owner if it's a for sale by owner. However, I'm motivated to sell. I might be willing to take $50,000 off, which makes it 550. The dollars are in the discount. Remember we said we want to amplify the emotion and this is all in my negotiation program. We want to amplify the emotion, which makes it 550 when would you like to talk about buying it? And mm-hmm. most sales don't occur, by the way, because people never ask the closing question. So you got to ask for the sale. Barbara, there was a restaurant, I believe in Chicago. I'm not absolutely rigorous on that, where when you walk into a restaurant, what's the first thing you see at the menu? Dollar signs. Yes. All over the place. This restaurant in the experiment, we moved the dollar signs from the menu. Would you like to guess what happened to their bottom line, to their sales? They went up. I believe it was somewhere between 19 and 23%. Because the number was still there. The price, it wasn't one of those high-end ones where there are no prices listed. Those are interesting. Just the dollar signs were removed. The price... The, the, the bottom line the sales went up
1: just take the very interesting out. very yeah. interesting is this something that you and outline in your in your book that you this want is to in the uh, program negotiation. It's in the book okay yeah this is in your book the art of well i call it uh, the secrets of empowering negotiation i call it the art <laughs> i said the art of negotiation yeah. cuz it's a topic Uh, that we really need today in the last few minutes. What are some of the challenging questions that you may be, one challenging question, because we only have time, it's almost, wow, the time is going by. What uh, what is the most challenging question that you have received from an entrepreneur lately?
2: (laughs) How, How do I grow my business during these COVID times? How do I grow okay. my business when it's not COVID times? What uh-huh. tools, techniques, what do I need to learn? Who do I have to network with? How, when I went to CEO space the first time as a chiropractor, my then wife is an attorney, and we looked at each other and said, she said to me, i learned to be an attorney. You learned to be a doctor. How come they never taught us business skills? We don't learn business skills. We, I had a young lady call me They want to open a restaurant. a really short version of this story. How come? I love cooking. What do you know about business? Nothing. Again, a really short story. But I love cooking. That's not enough reason to do a business of it. We okay. must
1: learn high-end I business learn skills. High-end business drive. skills. You know what, Richard? Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to cut you off, but really, we're running out of time and um, one of the things that you just brought up Uh, The questions that entrepreneurs have asked you. So I'm going to book you in January again to come back on the show and to talk about it and be very plain about. And maybe we'll have a discussion and bring another guest on with you to talk about what are the tools people really need going forth during this COVID and what to anticipate in 2021. And some of the business skills and some of the practical things that they can learn from an expert such as yourself. So that's why yeah, I asked that. Wouldn't that, would that be great? Wouldn't that be great? Mm-hmm. I'd
2: be honored to serve everyone who is audacious enough to tune in where so they can grow their businesses.
1: Oh, they will. They right. will. And, and I have a question for you. Um, Dr. K, if you had an option to place a billboard in a certain place, our space, what would it say, and where would you place it? (laughs) Quickly, quickly. (laughs) interesting question.
2: On the busiest highway in town, uh, and our busiest highways here are two lanes um, and none in town, Um, be gentle. Be gentle. Everyone is a reflection of you would be the subtitle and actually I go back to what I said before, we see the world as we are, not as it is
1: so your billboard would say on a busy busy um, highway be gentle everyone is a reflection of you wow yeah I think that's great. Dr. K, you are a remarkable, remarkable person, a lovely human being, and I really appreciate your sharing. Uh, And most of all, I am just delighted about Toma. Uh, That really uh, gave me quite a start. And some of your negotiation skills are absolutely great and honor the outcome. Mr. Bouldine, are you there? And would you like to have a few minutes of a last wrap up? with Dr. K. Yes, I'm here, and uh, this was awesome. I really thank, you know, the
3: opportunity, yes, to bring him back, uh, to kind of, uh, you know, outlay a few more uh, thoughts he shared, especially about the empowering of the negotiation. Um, I know that, you know, we have a lot of people that are, you know, curious about negotiating in these different times and understanding uh, what, what's important about, you know, knowing, you know, if it's in sales or real estate, knowing their markets. Uh, knowing how the trends are, knowing how to effectively communicate in different styles and personalities of people. I think uh, Dr. K would bring some, you know, good information to the table to kind of help the listeners uh, begin to implement some tools that they can put in their tool bag uh, to be very successful in their businesses. Well, I really 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 want to thank you.
1: I've been really, really (laughs) excited about you, Dr. K, and um, thank God that you wrote this book. The Secrets of Creating Customers for Life, because I think a lot of people benefited from that. And I know many of you listeners, you've benefited from learning the magnitude of secrets of creating customers for life and some of the secrets of empowering negotiation for what lies ahead. Because I think negotiation is mm-hmm. going to be a skill all of us going to have to practice during 2021. Mm-hmm. So Richard, Dr. Absolutely. K, I want to thank you again for being my guest today, because you have shared much vital information and also, your transfer, transformational journey uh, from famous visible chiropractor to business entrepreneur who's helping the world transition and be transformed for a better world. You have an extraordinary have another, mission. Have we got another you 30 a,
2: seconds? I can. Yeah, for people to get in touch with me, it's Dr. Richard K. D R R I C H A R D k-a-y-e dot com and from there I can tell you how to get the book and everything
1: else I was going to share that but thank you for doing it and I appreciate you have such an extraordinary mission to change the world and make this a better place and I want to wish you all the best in Tiles, New Mexico so listeners I'm going to encourage you with this word as I leave today Mr. Boldin and I wherever you are whatever you're going through Change is inevitable, but transformation is a conscious choice, and it's one step at a time. As this is a show that seeks insights into gaining more triumphs and successes that lie ahead of you, I want you to tune in next week as I have another inspiring guest for you on the show. So this is Dr. Barbara Young. I am signing off until next Tuesday, and Richard, I think we've got another... 30 seconds to give that call to action. Okay, all right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Richard, I'll talk to you offline.
0: We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for replays of the show weekly on the Voice America Business Channel and the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until our next show, have an outstanding week.